Good day, my homies. It's me, Richard Herring, from off of Rahala Stapa. Welcoming you to another Rahala Stapa. Hope you're going to enjoy it. This week, it's with John Kens, who I have to tell you is one of my absolute favourite guests of all time. Uh, this one made me laugh so much. There's there's some magic between me and this guy. He did one of the Edinburgh shows where I just took the piss, uh, and that continued into this episode. But he's a genius, and I. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this one, so please do watch or listen. Uh, if you are unsure of who John Cairns is, again, you're an idiot. Why don't you know who these guests are? Why are you telling people you don't know? You just look foolish. He's good, anyway, if you don't know who he is. Uh, please come and see the shows live. We're not doing a massive tour as yet this year, though I'm sure there'll be lots more dates added. We're coming to London. Still tickets available in March and April on Mondays. And we're coming to Birmingham on March 28th, which is selling very fast. Thank you again. I can't believe how many people come and see me at this Birmingham Podcast Festival. It's so lovely. 3pm on the 28th of March. Norwich, two shows. Sold out already, even though it's in April. Come on. You've got to get booking ahead. Just be sure, my friends. Uh, uh, do spread the word about the podcast if you uh, enjoy them. That is as good as contributing monetary value to us. Uh, actually, it's not as good, but it's a, do do both. But just tweet, retweet, just speak to people with your mouth and your face uh, next to their. Not right that close. That would be too close. Just if you see them, go watch Rahalasbor. Listen to it, and they'll go, "Who are you? Why are you in my house?" And you go, "That's nearly that. You nearly did that joke off someone else." And they'll go, "Yeah, I have." Anyway, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I haven't had a drink uh, since uh, Jan, December 2018, except for one beer that I drank accidentally. Think it was an alcoholic beer, so I've had one drink in December 2019. That's the last time I drink. Yeah, I could still be drunk from that one. This isn't going out, is it? All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy <laughs> one of my favourite ever Hellestoppers with John Ken. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Winchester Theatre Royal. It's, we're back again. It's lovely, isn't it? And um, please welcome a man who is sick and tired of dealing with all the rubbish his daughter is bringing home. It's Richard Herring! Hello! Oh, Winchester! You're much better than last week's audience. They were cunts, a lot of them. What a load of cunts they were. So... Welcome. Believe me, I'm very prepared for this bit. Welcome <laughs> to Richard Herring's levitating saucepan trampoline podcast. <laughs> I've made a trampoline out of saucepans. <laughs> it just hovers slightly above the ground. Every week I'll get a different celebrity to come on. See, they can jump on the saucepans. <laughs> So very thought out. I mean, to be honest, that's better than many of the ones that I've just... <laughs> better than the one about leprosy, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> I thought hard, long and hard about that. Uh, but I was hanging out at uh, Buttercross just before, just before the show. I was trying to dismantle it and take it to Cranberry Park, but um, people don't know their own history in this town. And... Uh, <laughs> But all the locals got together. They forced me to leave it where it was. I had to buy, make a replica. <laughs> Not been on Wikipedia looking up Winchester today, kids. No, I have. Anyway, the people who stopped me, they call it Rallastapa. It's just there, isn't it? Just in the butter. I was disappointed by the lack of butter. Um, False advertising. Uh, but uh, it is lovely back in Winchester. We did talk about Winchester a lot last week. You saw you missed it if you were here. Uh, and uh, if you went in. Um, I want to talk to you about my daughter's just started uh, primary school. She's in year one, I think that it's called now. I don't understand these newfangled ways of describing years. Uh, but uh, every day, right, she brings back, uh, come on, great, get her to school. And she's holding on some fucking milk bottle with some tape around it. That's what she got this. She said, I made you a present, Daddy. I made you a present. I made you a present. I made Mummy a present. I came out. She had a milk bottle with just black brown tape wrapped around it. That was a present for me. <laughs> and she had a ketchup bottle with brown. That was for her mum. And she said, there were bottles that we could break. They weren't. They're made of plastic. 
and then you stick them back together again with the tape. Then you have to imagine you've broken them. That's not a present, is it? And she had just had a cardboard tube that she hadn't even done anything to, that we had to hold on to. I just think this teacher's got in some kind of racket where he's getting rid of lo loads of rubbish, isn't he? He's just got, how do I get? Got loads of recycling. I don't want to be bothered to do it myself. There's 26 kids in this class. If they're all getting three bits a day. It's like 78 bits a day. It's like, like over 400 bits of rubbish. He's, he's probably, it's better than fly tipping. It's legal, isn't it? He's making, I saw him counting 50 quid notes at the end of the week. I resent it. They're shit. The thing is, I wouldn't mind if it's good. It's just shit, and I can't throw it away. Because you go, where's my milk bottle with tape around it? That was a present. The worst fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> my son's pretending to be a cat all the time. It's nuts. What's wrong with him? Anyway, so I'm annoyed about that. Um, Anyway, we are go we're very lucky this week. We've got a fantastic guest. Uh, he, uh, he's probably best known for playing Peter in the Weirdos Comedy Club reproduction of the film Hook. That's why we're all here to see... Talk to him about that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's John Kent! John Kent, Welcome, come sit down. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to have you because I had you, you were on uh, one of the Edinburgh Fringe podcasts. You're on the very last Edinburgh Fringe podcast uh, of, of 2019. Yeah, I, uh, I was on the last, the very last one. Yeah, the last one, you're the last guest. And I'd finished my show yeah. the day before. Yeah. And uh, at one point during the interview, uh, you looked at your watch and started counting down the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is... Which is pretty offensive, considering yeah. you've written books with questions <laughs> I for didn't ask, that exact... I didn't ask you one emergency scenario. question. I didn't ask no, you you one. didn't ask me a single question. Yeah. You, you said how tired you were, yeah. that you had to drive home. It's the last one. I'd finish... <laughs> I'm aware it was the last yeah. one. I'd finish my run, Yeah. and we sat there as about, I don't know, 200 people in Edinburgh. Yeah. We're like, what are these two? So... Thought I'd get you back to do the same again. <laughs> <laughs> this time in Winchester. Well, I was a bit worried in the interval. You were like, yeah, I've done three this week. I'm knackered. I'm like, yeah. well, here we go. <laughs> I am really As tired. I stood there and you ran off to get your book because you'd left here, I thought, yeah. well... <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's I... not great. When yeah. Where's the emergency questions? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to... We could put a DVD on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to drive home after this as well. So I'm not... I'm, I know. You usually offered, I get You offered to be... I heard about a lift in the email, and then that <laughs> turned into... I mean, the trains run to 11, John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but... I might have to check with you, Rich, because there's a massive storm apparently coming tonight, so I'm not sure if I can get home. Genuinely, he went, well, do you know what? If you have to stay, we'll pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, rather, you'd rather pay for me to stay in Winchester, Winchester for a night. It's expensive, man. Is it? Well, yeah, it's Winchester. Fucking hell. You'll be staying in the Butter Cross, mate. That's where I'm putting you up. <laughs> oh, even if there are trains going, <laughs> yeah. I have to stay. Yeah. Right, okay. You have to stay. You're welcome to have a look. You're welcome to have... It's me. I have what to go, part do you, do you, I have to go out my have? way. I'm, I'm in, I live in Hertfordshire, so I'd have to actually go into London to drive you home. Do you have a nice car? Uh, I've got a, um, a Charan. quite messy I don't wash it it's got some I was at uh, a festival in Yorkshire before I went to Edinburgh yeah. and the mud that splattered up the side of the car is still on it <laughs> get that framed yeah <laughs> it's good should we just sit here awkwardly for the rest of the hour <laughs> well I mean you also opened I mean I heard it yeah you went uh did the video for the uh people that pay for the extra content. Yeah, I should do that. It's a good one this week. <laughs> yeah. And you went... And I, I, I think I heard you correctly. You went, OK, uh, this week I'm with uh, John Kearns. Uh, apparently he's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I said he's a, uh, he's a kind of comedian, is what I said. 
<laughs> so tell us about being uh, Peter in Weirdo's comedy club reproduction of Hook. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, a kind of comedian. Oh, well, in 2012, yeah. a collective of uh, comedians called the Weirdos, uh, kind of like alternative uh, acts mm -hmm. that aren't paid to do comedy at the yeah. time. <laughs> at the time. Um, they do, well, they now do, well, they do a panto every year and all the money goes to Great Ormond Street and, uh, we, Oh, fucking uh, applaud him. What about me collecting the scope? You fucking nothing. <laughs> 300,000 quid. I'm like, mate, what does he make doing his... You go get watch the proper hook. No one's going to watch him. <laughs> yes, John, it sounds like a, a, what? What? It sounds like a lo <laughs> lovely thing to do. Adam Larter, yeah. a uh, fantastic comedian, a Sven Garley, I'd, I'd, I'd say, of uh, London's alternative scene in the 2010s. <laughs> uh, watched Hook and bizarrely uh, wrote up the script watching yeah. it. Okay. And then we just perform that without any edits. Okay. And it's on YouTube. And it, um, <laughs> you know, I've lost some good friends to those nights. <laughs> so you were the Robin Williams character in that, was it? Is that was you? Yeah. yeah. Holly Byrne was Tinkerbell. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was, uh, it was about, you know, 40 of us in Bethnal Green Working Men's Club, <laughs> which is... Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic venue, but like the owner, you know, even to get in the building, you don't know when that guy's going to turn up and you've got to call him and it's like, you know he's upstairs in bed, <laughs> but you're like, we're all outside, can we come in? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll just be down in a minute, open the door. <laughs> Hour later, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, you know, that's what that was. It was yeah. kind of, but they did it every year. Yeah. And then, um, and they started writing their own stuff. I mean, it probably breached huge... Actually, it probably didn't breach huge copyright laws because Great Ormond Street, they own the rights to Peter Pan. That's they? true, yeah. <laughs> that legal loophole. So they can... They can do <laughs> and also, Although like, they probably don't own Hook. Yeah. Is it Spielberg Hook? I mean, if he, if, he, if he came in and said, excuse me, give me that fucking money back, give me that dialysis, <laughs> that dialysis Did machine. He I don't know who it was. Was he the director? It would be, like a, it would be a bad look for whoever owns the right to hook if they took the money off Great Ormond Street. <laughs> they raised £75 for Great Ormond Street doing this. They worked grand. very hard. Ten grand, not bad. Five. Ten grand. That would take me like about four months of collecting buckets of these pricks. <laughs> Do you I'm, have a... Um, what are they call? They're they big of a Z. The cash machine. Oh, yeah, I Zetto. I've got it for my merchandise, but I don't have it for charity. <laughs> Why not? Because I'd have to have about 10 of them dotted I've got some, look at the size of these venues. <laughs> For the I cameras, run, it's a 2,000 seat. <laughs> <laughs> have to rush around. I, I did talk, Scope decided uh, a, uh, a text number would be better. I wasn't sure. And to be fair, so far I've been vindicated. Because <laughs> all it means is people go, oh yeah, and then not do anything. So you, they can get out of everything. Would you accept uh, like a CBE? Um, I don't know. It came up actually. Actually because of the stuff. What does that the, mean? The, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Were you, offer, were you, were you, were you uh, oh, There was a friend. Because they don't offer it. No, they, no. They, they, because the, the They have to offer it. To, they have to know that there's a chance the person who's going to get it, it would want to have it. So there was a point where... <laughs> I don't know what you're my, talking about. They, they have to, they can't off, they, they, do, they try to fight, because if the person's going to turn it down, they don't want to offer it to the person who's going to turn it down. So it was for something else, from uh, some other charity work I do. <laughs> but I, we might have to cut this out. <laughs> but my wife was going, you wouldn't want a CB or anything if they, that came up with you. And I went, oh, no, no, I wouldn't. 
wouldn't want it. And then about two months later, she said, you know, when I was asking you about that, it's because your friend uh, works for the government and he was going to suggest that because of the, ref the refuge thing I do with the International Women's Day. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know there was going to be a real one. So I was just being cool. Just pretending to be cool. Because I fucking want one. Stuart does a lot of charity night. He does. <laughs> but, you know, if you've got a CBE, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, no, I would definitely turn it down if that, if that, <laughs> that was just edit those bits together. I'll just reference it throughout the... <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it'd be weird. A few people, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for... Um. <laughs> don't know why I'm doing it. It's a real fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> what the uh, the buckets or the buckets? The... I've got to put the I put the programs on the seats. Got to go to the bank. I used to have to count all the money up and put it in little bags and then put it into the bank. It took a long time. Now they've got a machine. You can just tip it into the machine. It's a bit easier. <laughs> I mean, all I wanted really was a free parking thing for the car. <laughs> Do you get that? No, they wouldn't give me the fuckers. 300, 300 grand. If you, earn, if you earn over 100 grand, you should get like you, a little stuff there. You yeah. should, or something. You get something back, didn't you? You get nothing for nothing. it. They did me a picture once. Hang on, where'd you get the buckets? They give you buckets. They give me new buckets every time as well, so I've got a lot of buckets. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got them all at home? <laughs> they break. What? They break. They break? Yeah. Why? Oh, the money. Yeah. The money going in the man. <laughs> oh, this is unusable. So, um... <laughs> well done for the raising that money. Uh, so, would you have a CBE if they offered you a CBE for doing pretend to be Robin Williams? A bit sick, if you ask me now. In hindsight, <laughs> he's dead now. How can you do that before he died? Was he dead then? He was, in 2012, he, he wasn't, wasn't dead then. He wasn't dead then, but he died in the future. He should have looked ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so your rule is you can't perform anyone who might die. Yeah. If they die in a tragic way. <laughs> but you can't use this bit either. No, let's, start let's start again. Let's start again. Um, this is what really happened the Richard E. Grant interview. So it's... Um... You weren't allowed to uh, release... I wasn't allowed to release Richard E. Grant, name. No. They're like the, the Lost Scrolls of... They are. Very <laughs> oh. And Ricky Wilson wasn't allowed to... Well, I decided not to release Ricky Wilson, to be fair. Really? You yeah. took that? You took I that? I took that because uh, a lot of people would have been very happy with what we got that night. I was brilliant. <laughs> I was genuinely was brilliant. I know someone who has a recording of that. Do you? Yeah. There you go. I'm brilliant. I don't know. Have you listened to it? Apparently, it's the best one. <laughs> 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 have you been with me going 15 years now? What? This podcast? Yes. 12. Well, no, podcast 12. This podcast about seven or eight years. Bugger me. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean tonight? It feels like that just tonight so far. <laughs> and yet, when, we, when people look at the time code, why is this podcast only one minute long so far? <laughs> just me walking on. Hysteria for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go out. It's fine. It can go out, can't it? I'll maybe take the bit about Robin Williams out. I don't think there was nothing, there was nothing no, was wrong just, with that. It was just rubbish. Uh, so, <laughs> is there another series? I loved him. I absolutely loved uh, him. Oh, yeah, of course. Huh? Of course. Of course she loved him. He was great. Oh, a bit mawkish, though. I mean, not, and that's not a pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was, though, wasn't he? I don't, I don't, like, there's certain comic comedians who become actors and then start taking themselves a bit too seriously 
And the face that Rob Williams pulls when he's been too serious in comedy films is one of my worst things. Like what bit? <laughs> oh, that bit. <laughs> like all of his last ten films all the way through. Um, but yeah, it's very sad when he uh, died. He played Wimbledon Theatre. Did he? Yeah, he did the Prince's Trust gigs. Right. And he did Wimbledon Theatre. And I grew up in South London. Yeah. And I think it was like in 2005, maybe? Yeah. It just blew my mind that you know, Robin Williams was performing <laughs> in Wimbledon. Yeah. He, he did some gigs in, um, where was it, down in... Uh, oh, he did Math Brown's Math gig. Math Brown's gig, where's that? That's in Twickenham or somewhere like that, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, Adam Lauter, who I mentioned, was there, just because right. he went to Kingston Uni. Right. And they went to... Uh, he just turned up and Math's did a gig. gig. Yeah, yeah, it was Al Murray. Yeah. Um, oh, Al would have been annoyed about that. <laughs> well, he, Al likes being the centre of attention. Fucking Rob Williams turns up. <laughs> that's going to be... That's going to be his... <laughs> Yeah, it's quite That's going to be his worst it? night ever, isn't it? <laughs> well, so, uh, who, was, who else was on? Um, uh, oh, God. He was in Gladiator. Right. He belly danced. Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed Jalili. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oliver Reed. Oh, sorry, I had got it. Imagine, what, imagine, but imagine watching Al Murray and Ahmed Jalili and then, <laughs> then Robin Williams comes yeah. on the headlines. Amazing. Yeah. Well, got a little bit of a surprise for you right now, John. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Imagine if, uh, like, a me and Rob Williams what, collude, five years ago, colluded. We'd faked, faked his own death so that I go one, two. I get John Kemp all the way down to Winchester. I mean, you've got to keep it in now because it's gone on so long <laughs> that we really won't end up with anything. Okay, John Kerr's down the just to say, yeah, can we on the show, John? Oh, <laughs> oh, just the last one. I'll get him Rob, to do, uh, I'll get him to do to... the Leicester Square one. Winchester, let's, let's get him down Winchester. <laughs> Imagine how nuts the crowd would go if Robin Williams came on now. <laughs> they'd be like... No, be he's angry. coming up, he's coming from the back, surely. They'd be, they'd be angry with him for a second. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Well, yeah, hang on. If he comes on, I'm looking at you first. I can't believe it. I then feel maybe some of you are in on it as well. What does what's he do? Yeah. What does he do? Just... Where's he be? He's got so many. Well, we would discuss that. We'd He's just... got so many. Fucking we'd have you sit. We'd bring answer. another chair on. You'd still be sitting there, but really, the I, conversation I'm would be. <laughs> He'd have, to, he'd have to have, there's only one mic, he'd have to have the mic. So you couldn't even chip him with a question. Well, so I'm just saying, watching yeah. you two. And we still have to bill it as John Cairns on the... Right, oh, you don't mention this, come on. <laughs> yeah. So the people at home could get the fun of it as well. And we'd have to so, swear so... everyone to secrecy until March next year when this comes out. March? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Fuck me. It might be February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where's he now then? Because we're recording this in October, yeah. so does he have to wait till it's released? <laughs> so all, all this audience got to be like, what do you do? Do you tell them to be quiet about yeah. that? Yeah. Right, you didn't see that. <laughs> That's my plan. Uh, well, you you write a blog every day, you're not mentioning it? Okay. Just, you don't make five months every <laughs> yeah. day writing about what happened in your day. You don't mention it. I don't. There we go. So <laughs> where is he? He's been hiding out. We had a plan. No, between now, you. the day we're recorded, yeah. and the day it's released, yeah, we'll, what's we'll, he up to? We'll just leave him. He'll be back, back in the dressing room in here. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. in, he's in the Winchester. He's yeah. in a dressing room in Winchester. Yeah. For five months. Yeah. No, he's already been hiding out for four years or something, hasn't he? So it's not... In, in the dressing room well, in Winchester. He's waited four years <laughs> in Winchester... For me to turn up, you didn't even know you were touring this four years I didn't, ago. I didn't really know you four years ago. Well, I did, but not, no. couldn't, couldn't have predicted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's start again. So, um, <laughs> is there another series of top coppers coming out? Is that a joke? <laughs> That's four years ago. Yeah, it's a joke. 
I know it's a joke, they don't. They haven't even heard of it. Fuck me. Is there another series of Top Coppers coming out? Wow. No, there isn't. <laughs> Fuck me. Is there, is there another series of Fist of Fun coming out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> That, uh, it was great. It was good. I was watching it was really good, man. It was a good sitcom. But it, um, it was right when BBC Three... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, huh? <laughs> I'm just still laughing at me. Ask if there's another series. You're still laughing? Uh, you're still laughing at your own question? <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, BBC Three shut... The channel shut down. Yeah, that wasn't and good. And then they're like... They tried to flog it to another BBC channel. They don't want it. No. And then I, we just got an email. I remember we got an email the first Monday of the new year from the producer going, we haven't had a no, but it's just, it's just best everyone gets on with their lives. <laughs> so it never got cancelled. No. Never got a no. Yeah. Just it just it, it happened and because it was only one series, it doesn't even get a if something's one series, it doesn't even get a release on a DVD or anything. Mm. So the only way you can watch it is on the director's uh, website <laughs> as a showreel. But the same thing happened to this morning, Rich Not Judy. They never we never we haven't heard yet. There's another <laughs> series of that. All that happened was when I went to Edinburgh that summer, I was gonna meet um uh, Steve Coogan to talk about something he'd he like to script and send. We was gonna nothing came of it, but we were gonna write something together. We were at a party and uh, Steve Coogan said, "Oh, have you met Jane Root, who was the controller of Radio, BBC Two at the time, whose decision it was whether they get a new series?" And she didn't say anything to me. She just turned her back on me. <laughs> didn't say didn't say hello or anything. Uh -huh. She said, "Oh, have you met Richard Herring?" Says Jane Root, turned her back. I thought we're probably not getting another series. <laughs> That was the moment I thought that's probably the, that's probably definitely not another series. But you never know, it might come back. <laughs> <laughs> when did that finish? Uh, Nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> Twenty years. Twenty years ago. Was that what channel was that? BBC Two proper. BBC Two. <laughs> not BBC Three. BBC Two. <laughs> Yeah, 20 I years. Mean, yeah, I mean... I 20 years ago, that was. Ahishar wasn't even born then. <laughs> it was good Top Coppers, though, so it was like... It was a bit like... Do you know we did a... We did a like a um, in I don't believe you've watched it. I did, I watched a bit of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ginger Hair and Beard. Uh, that was part of the joke. The, yeah, cop, was, the yeah. Copperhead... Two coffers, uh, they were called uh, was Mitch Rust. Rust and Mahogany. Mahogany yeah. yeah, there you go, see. <laughs> Couldn't just have got that off Wikipedia, could I? <laughs> when we were, uh, did, when we did, <laughs> when we did Fist of Fun, yeah. we had a thing like we made up uh, sitcoms, and my favourite one was called Bent Coppers, in which Ian Bent and Simon Bent are two coppers. I don't uh, think one of just... whom's crooked and one of whom's homosexual. <laughs> and I was both, waiting for it. And they both got curvature of the spine. <laughs> and, and they're made of copper. <laughs> they're robots from the future. They're Was robots? That, yeah, they're robots. They're robots, <laughs> mate. He's a gay robot. They're, one of them's a gay robot with curvature of the spine. The other's a crooked robot policeman with the curvature of the spine. Um... Was that an influence on uh, top <laughs> top coppers? <laughs> that where you got the idea from? I didn't write it. I know you didn't. Yeah, I've I did, seen I it on Wikipedia. It. I mean, I haven't seen it on Wikipedia. <laughs> the robots are made out of copper. Yeah. <laughs> and they do they live in a world where everyone is also a robot? No, I don't know. We didn't think that far ahead. Oh, it wasn't a... You didn't film a little... We didn't film it, no. We just did it. We just what, you just looked it. down the camera and said that? 
Stuart went, and now Richard pitches six. Yeah, more or less, I think, yeah. What were the others? <laughs> um, Eye on the Ball. Eye on the Ball. Uh, Adam I, the guy who did the video game reviews for Live and Kicking. <laughs> Lives on Zoe Ball, I guess that was. They're usually involved. Bird in the hand, Ian Bird is the oh. manager of the Bird pub. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> that kind of thing. Is this on YouTube? I, got, is, um, I don't know if we did it. Did we do it like on... Did we do it in the show? I think we did. It was in the book. Uh, anyway, look, let's not talk... This isn't about me. No, it was a good... <laughs> this, this show is not about me and the fact that I've turned down many honours from the Queen. This show is about yeah, you. Yeah, you're not... Actually, you're not allowed near the Queen. <laughs> the stuff that you... Well, edit out. Yeah, it's true. You're not allowed anywhere near Buckingham Palace. Well, it's not as bad as the stuff Prince Andrew's done, is it? <laughs> so it's... That's... <laughs> She lets him in, I've got to be allowed in. I'm I've just said stuff, he's like... <laughs> yeah, you have said a lot. I've said stuff, but that's but not as bad as doing stuff, is it? That's the, that's the, the, yeah. the comedian's conundrum, isn't it? If, if you say something, is that as bad as doing the thing? No, it is not. No. It isn't. That's so, in a way, Prince Andrew is worse than me. <laughs> in many ways. Um, I can't tell you things he's done. But if you, uh, you can watch it in the behind-the-scenes bits. We, we... <laughs> uh, are you ever mistaken for the World War II hero, John Kent, who died at age 95 with no family, but 200 people came to his funeral? <laughs> you ever been mistaken so for So I'm not him? allowed to play someone who might die, <laughs> yeah. but I can play someone after they've died. No, I just wonder if anyone's ever gone, John Kent, aren't you that 95-year-old RAF hero who died and no one was going to come to his funeral, but then loads of people came? Has that, that ever happened to you, that misunderstanding? He's got the same name as you, he's called John Kent. 95? Yeah. No, that's, what, no one, no one knew who he was? Well, he didn't have any family, so then all the service... It's a beautiful story. I'm surprised you know. He's got your name. Right. Didn't you not hear about it when you were Googling yourself? <laughs> what, have you thought about what you'd want played at your funeral? Um, I haven't really. I don't really care about... I, I mean, I'm, how, I'm, how, long's, how long's the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Lord of the Dance <laughs> City. I play that. could subject people to that. Um... <laughs> Just ten screens <laughs> showing different shows all at the same time. You pick your own, you pick headphones of what you want to hear. I don't really, I'm not bothered about my funeral. I, I kind of, I'd quite like to just be tr thrown in the skip. <laughs> skip. Yeah, I don't, yeah, just like, don't, don't go. It's a lot of expense. When I, my grandma, who was 102, I bought her a coffin. I thought it'd be a nice thing to do. Uh, and uh, just as a, you know, it's 500 quid, it was shit. I can't think, and, and, I, went, and I said to the. Is she dead? Yeah. <laughs> I said, what happens to the uh, coffin? She's got, got cremated, so I said, what happens to the coffin? My coffin after the. Uh... <laughs> You're walking around the crematorium! Yeah. Where's happens? my coffin? <laughs> what, happens? what happens to the coffin after the thing? And he said, oh, we get burnt up. Okay, well, you don't have to burn that up. Well, it's a good coffin. I could... So, right, what you want to do is yeah. for everyone to watch her being taken out of the coffin. <laughs> you then get the coffin. You're yeah. really happy with that. We all wait for you to put it on top of the car. <laughs> She's still there. Yeah. And then you just watch her go into the flames. <laughs> but you've got your coffin. You could reuse the coffin. You, you could, could die it. in that coffin. Yeah. Well, like, she's smaller than me, but, you know, I, you could rent it out to other similarly-sized dead old ladies. So, like, I would just rent out for 50 quid a go. Rent, yeah. <laughs> rent out the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> so you park up outside. Yeah. You wait for, like, this poor nephew, because everyone else is too upset. The nephew's like, I kind of knew her. Like, he, he drags out the coffin. You strap it on, like... Surfboards. It's a business idea, isn't it? To take the dragon So, in. hang on. In this podcast, you've told Robin Williams to <laughs> be dead for five years. Yeah. You're hiring out coffins. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Was it like a... There was the lining, like, you know... It was no. nice. It was a nice coffin. There's no need to chuck it out. They said it's health and safety. I go, it's not health and safety. Health and safety. It's not health and safety. <laughs> <laughs> they might catch something. <laughs> so I just think it's Buy a waste. Of I, didn't I know think it's a waste of money. They're, they're expensive. That was a cheap. Know. I didn't go for one of the posh ones. Fuck that. Posh. I didn't go for a posh. That was like the second. I didn't go for the cheapest one. I'm not. It's like if you're getting wine at the. Restaurant. <laughs> you don't go for the cheapest one, but you go. For the, you think you pretend to think. Oh, okay, that one's nice, and you look cool because you haven't gone for the cheap one, but saved a bit of money, haven't you? But I miss her every day. <laughs> so um, let's try another question. What I was going to ask you last time. Because your character, right, uh, that you do in stand-up, let's talk about, let's talk seriously. It's been fun to mess around, but the, po- the podcast starts here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to look really professional. I'm going to take out all the bits where I'm not looking professional, to everything up to now. And then it's just going to look really professional when it comes out. Um, so, John, you, uh, so you got an award-winning, double award-winning uh, Stand-up persona. He won the best newcomer, and then the next year, in an unheard of, it's good, isn't it? It's good when I'm being serious. <laughs> in an unheard of, you uh, won the best comedian as well in Edinburgh. No one's ever done that apart from you. Where'd you get your crazy ideas? I knew it was coming. I knew that. Was coming. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, I Jen, what I wanted to ask you. Like, I don't think you've seen, at the seen end, me do a show. At the, I have. You have. I was on with you in that little club in. Uh, I might have left yeah, Putney, when you came yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. You got like a wig, teeth, stuff, and it. Go, come on, go. Oh, hello, it's me. <laughs> That's it. Pretty much it. Um, <laughs> What I was going to ask you in Edinburgh that I couldn't think of because I was tired and I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little giddy now, but I'm fine. Oh, no, look. I couldn't think of a good time. Fucking hell. My phone, my phone, my watch said I didn't understand. I couldn't think of a good time. <laughs> it's a watch and it can't think of a good time. That's fucking <laughs> shit. Just, you did, just you tell did. the actual time, you, you fucking piece you of shit. ask at the time. I know, it's, it, it's taken over. <laughs> Five to ten. So, um, if you're interested. Um, the, the, what I'm interested in is when you... And I find this with a, a lot of people who do something a bit left field, right? And, and it's a taking a chance. You were doing stand-up. I've seen you do stand-up 2008 Chortle Awards. It's up oh. on the Chortle. It's up on Chortle if people want to watch it. Yeah. So yeah. you're doing, uh, doing more... Traditional stand-up. Yeah. What, what is the process when you make the decision, I'm going to do something, I'm going to dress up, I'm going to make a character, and how are you feeling when you're taking that to an audience for the first time? Or did it kind of grow organically out of something else? Uh, it's a proper question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, did sta- I, I did stand up at uni, mm-hmm. and then uh, I just carried on doing it whilst I had uh, jobs in London. I did some showcases in Edinburgh, like uh, something called the Lunchtime Club with people like Susie Ruffle. And um, then I did Pleasance Reserves, where the Pleasants up in Edinburgh pick four up-and-comers, and I was one of them. And I was doing, I don't know, straight stand-up. Um, but I, I'd been going for about five years, and. Uh, I hadn't been paid for a kick, <laughs> and uh, I was bored. I, 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 I don't know. I just couldn't. Um, it was kind of. It felt a bit like a last roll of the dice, a little bit, yeah. where I kind of wanted to do something that made me uh, laugh. Like I did it for myself. So weirdly, I think the idea for Hook was we did a uh, fundraiser three months previous, and it was based on Robin Williams' films. And I acted as uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. 
and I had to come on wearing a wig and false teeth. And the teeth weren't in properly, they kept flying out. And I hadn't enjoyed myself on stage like that for years. And so I thought, well, is there something I can do here with uh, my own persona? Um, and I guess without, you know, sounding too wanky... Uh, it's too late for that. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I just kind of, you know, I, 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 um, I, I, uh, I felt funny. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it's what I wanted to do. I was doing it for me. At and the so, time. but you were you doing this in like regular comedy clubs, or were you doing it in the kind of? Were you doing it in clubs where you were allowed to take chances? Well, I chances? just did the clubs where, you know, like ACMS and Weirdos yeah. in London. Uh, I, I worked at the Houses of Parliament for four years as a tour guide. And so what I, that was full time. I worked in the education department, all that kind of stuff. And then in the evenings, I just did the London open mics. And I only started doing that in November. And then when I won the Newcomer Award, I won some money, which allowed me to quit my job. And then the next year I won the main award, so uh, that was it. Double bubble, wasn't it? It's a good, good prize money, wasn't it? Uh, For the Edinburgh Awards? Yeah, five grand and yeah. ten grand, yeah. Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good, it means you can give up your job. Well, yeah, um, but, so, you know, the, but the thing is, like, I think... I don't think people... Most of the people that talk about, uh, say, the Edinburgh Award... Uh, either never get nominated or they might get nominated but don't win it. Rarely uh, someone who wins it will say it's a good thing. But for me, literally getting that five grand check from uh, Emma who worked at the awards, she, you know, in the November she delivered it to Portcullis House where I was working. <laughs> I went out in my uniform she handed over the award with my name on it. I had the check. It, you know, that meant I could get through. Uh, that made that that allowed me to become a, a professional comedian, which I've been for the past six years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it changed my life. So, did you do that character in comedy clubs then? Because I, when I saw you, you were we were in a like more of a comedy club, but we were doing previews, I think, weren't we? In Putney. Yeah. No. We're not doing previews. You were, but I was doing a you're spot. You're just doing a spot. Yeah. But that's, you're up an, an audience who might not know what they're going to get. And do yeah, it that, like, doing it that doesn't go well sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind you of know. decision to, you know, it's a bold move to take. And it, it often, I mean, it must often not work out, but I don't end up talking to those people. <laughs> but, you know, it, it works. It does, when people make that, when a comedian makes a decision to do the thing that they, that they think is funny but that is different than what other people are doing, it often turns out to be, you know, like... Well, it's belief. It's, yeah. it's, it's taking a risk. Like, you know, I, if, if I'm honest, some, pe some comedians will get, you know, worlds can be created for them. Like, oh, we know where to slot you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen with me. Everything that I create has to be, I think, created by me. I have to create the world that I then think I can fit into. Yeah. Um, and there aren't that many things on television where I can fit in. So I've done like, you know, you can be in Dictionary Corner on Countdown, which I've done a couple of times. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm honest, that's tough because you do your five minutes. There's usually four stand-ups there that are... probably millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you thinking... Yeah, that looks like a hard life choice, that guy's doing. <laughs> um, but there isn't any, I don't know, like, there's no, for characters or character comedians, there isn't a Saturday Night Live. No. And I don't think that's down to, uh, you know, I, if I'm honest, I don't think that's down to the talent. It's down to that there isn't a producer like Lorne Michaels. I think the problem isn't with, there's plenty of people out there doing great things. Yeah. It, the, the problem is with producers. Well, but the TV's changed so much. So, like, well, you know, in the 1990s, you could do a sketch show, you could do characters, you could... You know, there, was, there were outlets for that. You know, the Far Show, which uh, did better than Fist of Fun, some would argue. 
Does uh, <laughs> does Paul Whitehouse sell copies of the DVD that he's printed up himself? Of that? I don't know. He goes fishing, yeah. So fuck and he him. plays granddad. Yeah, he does. In only for not, he's doing all right. Uh, probably, might not have been the best uh, person to choose, uh, but uh, but you know there was that outlet to do it, and now TV is is very much. If pretty- if only falls and horses the musical. If you played granddad, yeah, who would be uh, in your? Who would be Del Boy? Um, I don't. Know, I would like Nicholas Lindhurst to be Rodney. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you want. <laughs> You want the right, so you <laughs> Right. So you're granddad. Nicholas Lindos as Rodney. He's older than me, but he would play my grandson. <laughs> I'd make him try and look young. <laughs> right. But Wow. <laughs> and you Harry, you're doing it. Harry. There's no makeup, people. Granddad has to make Nicholas Lindos look I'd young. Put some mind, put some makeup on him. Just very white makeup, very thick. Uh, and like Del Ricardo. Boy, Del Boy, <laughs> yeah. Del Boy uh, could be played by. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> can't, can't act. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the actual actor who played. Robin Williams. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. What's the name of the bloke who plays Delphi in real life? I can't think of his name. David, David Jason. Jason. There we go. That's it. That's what I, my brain, my brain froze. It's you know. I'm, you know who was I'm originally really supposed I'm really, to play really Delboy? Who? Uh, Jim Broadbent. Oh yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that then uh, David Jason was originally supposed to play Corporal Jones in Dad's Army. Because he was very good at playing older characters, yeah. as he did in Porridge. That's true. <laughs> Any more? <laughs> get, uh, out your, get him out of your system now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any more? What, famous pe- uh, <laughs> people? Uh, people who are meant to play the other people in the other thing. Um, <laughs> I can't leave any. Uh. <laughs> I got to drive home after this, so it's um. <laughs> hey, look, I've never, I've asked you any emergency questions in this interview yet. No. <laughs> no. Bloody hell. These people have come here, they've been here all week, they haven't seen a single emergency question. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you could have one item from any art gallery or museum in the world and take it home and own it, it's yours, but you're allowed to have one thing for free, what one item from any museum or art gallery in the world would you take home and have as yours? I've worked at, I've worked at two museums. Yeah? Uh, Did you fancy taking anything home with you? Which museums have you worked at? Uh, Natural History Museum. Okay, big dinosaur. Well, that's on tour. It's what? <laughs> <laughs> it's on tour. <laughs> the uh, Dippy, yeah. the Diplodocus. That's on tour. It's on tour. It's not in the main hall anymore. Okay. The Blue Whale's there now. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I worked at the Science Museum. Okay, yeah. In a replica, full-size replica of um, uh, Wallace and Gromit's house. Okay. <laughs> what were? You, <laughs> what were you? Huh? What were you in the in the house? What well, were you doing uh, in two thousand and eight. Yeah. The uh, intellectual property office wanted to get more people uh, interested in, if they had an idea, getting the IP on it. Yeah. So they spent two million pound building a full-size replica of Wallace and Gromit's house. Yeah. Because he was a he was a, an inventor. Yeah. And then the idea is that kids came in, 
and uh, learnt about intellectual property. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it just Ardman suing? It. Was it Ardman suing them for building the house without getting permission? No, Ardman was there. I met okay. Nick Park. Okay, cool. And you know who I, I uh, you know who I let him for free one day? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam I, the video reviewer from Live and Kicking. Raymond Briggs. Ooh. He came up to the desk. Yeah. And I love Raymond Briggs. Did he just an old bloke come up and say, I'm Raymond Briggs? <laughs> <laughs> and you went, oh, great, I love you. How do you know what Raymond Briggs looks like? Oh, I love him. Okay. Big fan. Yeah. Like, big fan. Okay. I traced, when I was uh, 12, yeah. I traced with a biro the entire Father Christmas book. <laughs> and then I bought a folder and like had it bound. <laughs> <laughs> and then I showed my mum, yeah. yeah, and she saw the first page, and you know he says blooming Christmas? <laughs> yeah. She said, why do you have to make him swear? <laughs> so I tipexed out all the bloomings. In it. Oh. Did Raymond Briggs turn up at the thing to have a go at you about the intellectual property theft? <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone just traces my books? I wasn't selling it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No, yeah, but yeah, I let him in. He was yeah. with his grandson. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, you go in. You go in. And they had the original sets. What were you doing in there? Huh? Wallace, Wallace, what were well, your, no, I got a kid. I'd speak to the kid. I'd, I'd speak to the kids. I'd About like, what? What role? Were you dressed up as Wallace? Was I? <laughs> what were you doing in Wallace and Gromit's house just as you? No, you've got to dress up as something. You can't just be a bloke in there. Welcome to Wallace and Gromit's house. Where are Wallace and Gromit? Oh, they're out at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dress up as Gromit. What on all fours? Yeah. Walking around. How would I speak to him? He doesn't you speak. You just raise your eyebrows in a quizzical manner <laughs> to suggest <laughs> their questions were stupid. <laughs> e, e, I don't know. They had to come up with an idea. They had to yeah. draw an idea. Yeah. And then I'd pin it on a. Uh, a kind of... Well, you, John Cairns, go, hello, I'm John Cairns. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no character at all. What character would I be? Just something that isn't just a bloke standing in a place he shouldn't be. What do you mean, shouldn't be? I'm You shouldn't be in Wallace and... <laughs> you should be in the Science Museum, but you shouldn't be allowed... It's in, in the Science Museum. They didn't the build house. a house in the, like, in the middle of a neighbourhood. Dress up as something. What? Dress up as something. Well, I had to wear black trousers and a red <laughs> polo top. Okay. With their faces emblazoned. Oh, okay. And it said, Wallace and Gromit's cracking ideas. And the idea was you got kids to come up with ideas, and then you pin them on a, uh, like a, a thing that went round the whole museum, yeah. and they watched it, and it was like, yeah, those ideas are going to Wallace. Was every idea, why didn't you get Wallace and Gromit to host this thing <laughs> rather than this bloke? <laughs> just a bloke well they had plasticine there was the garden yeah and there was green plasticine the idea was that they could make little trees so is that what you'd take from the science <laughs> museum what would you take from the science museum if you could have had one there's loads of things huh? in there what would you oh, take was that the home? question yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know what is a Gromit's house there we go <laughs> I'd have take there's loads of great things in the science museum yeah Stevenson's rocket yeah I'd take that home drive around in that Drive, drive around in that with your coffin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that would be great. How many old ladies would be shown off that way? Do you know uh, Stevenson's rocket? Yeah. <laughs> killed an MP. I do, William Huskinson. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Bloody hell, you did know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got somewhere to be? <laughs> he's the first, he's the first uh, casualty of... Uh, well, obviously. Uh, but he didn't go that fast. I know. He was just dicking around, wasn't he? <laughs> wasn't he dicking around, just showing off to some girls? Go, look at me. 
I read, I read, I this rocket isn't that fast. It shouldn't be called a rocket. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, I, didn't really, I read an interview with uh, Kilroy Silk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise he was an MP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I only knew him from the TV show. Yeah. And he said he wants to be buried at sea. Okay. He just wants to be tossed in the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no good for my coffin. I can't sea. reuse that coffin. It's gone. <laughs> I'm with it. You'd be like James Cameron going down to try and get it. <laughs> Osama Bin Laden was buried at sea, wasn't he, as well? Was he? Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Robert Kilroy Silk wants to be back with him under the waves. <laughs> <laughs> Reunited. Leonardo DiCaprio was buried at sea, wasn't he? Robert Kilroy Silk. Osama Bin Laden and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. just, you know, in a line. Reunited in death. Loads in of point. people must have been buried at sea. Yeah. You. John Cairns, the 95-year-old veteran, sorry, buried at sea. <laughs> Well, we, I reckon we got 15 minutes there. <laughs> we got a, good, got a good 15 minutes. Are you glad you came to Winchester for this? <laughs> I've had a good time. I've had a really good time. I don't think they have. Well, they don't know who I am. <laughs> but you're funny, man. You're really funny. I'm, I'm, a, lot, I'm, a, I am, I'm a lot better than I, I get credit for. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. I, I well, feel... You've won, like, I, every award. When, I you know. go, when you've won every award, when you go up the next year... It kills year, me. Yeah. What, when you, you can get nominated loads of people, like, genius. Yeah. You win them, they're like, <laughs> you fluky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, whatever. It's hard. It's a hard game. Lots of people have won those awards, and, you know, that it's, it's, it's not... You know, there's a lot well, of... I had to host the awards. Yeah. If you win the award, you host the award. And I had to host it with... Uh, Flintoff. Really? Yeah. Right. He was doing a show in Edinburgh. Was he? Yeah, and he ended it by singing Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to host it with him. And, yeah. you know, I, I, quite, I like cricket. Yeah. In 2005, that was amazing. And I remember, you know, so I'm very excited to meet him. And he's not happy. Because he thinks he's just handing out the award. He doesn't actually think he has to say anything. Right. So I go up there with him, and I've never met him in front of, you know, about this many people, maybe, and have to host these awards with him, and he is just in a foul mood. Anyway, he just goes, doesn't even really say goodbye. And then he, does, he, did, he was doing a podcast. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to this, because he might talk about Edinburgh. Yeah. And he just starts slagging me off. He's like, he's like, well, I'd host these awards with a uh, girl, what's his name? At John's Fur Coat. Like, he, he thinks my name's my Twitter handle. Yeah. And then he starts going, yeah, apparently he won the award the year before. I've never heard of him. You know, apparently, you know, I've heard of Frank Skinner and Al Murray, but who's this guy? And he just completely, he calls me socially awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then he took the piss out of comedians winning the award. He went, God, when I read the name out, the place went crazy. Because Sam Simmons won it that year. Mm -hmm. And he was just completely taking the piss that he was like, comedy's supposed to be, how can you measure comedy? But, you know, I, you know, I agree. But at the same time, you know, this is a man who got... <laughs> He got invited to number 10 uh, because he won some, you know, ashes of an article in, a, in an urn kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty good what he did. <laughs> thing with cricket, you can measure how good you are at cricket <laughs> by, by how good you are at it. It's got, it's got like a very measure, it's incredibly measurable. <laughs> so when you're the best at cricket, you are generally the best. The best at cricket, whereas... 
if if Freddie Flintoff went out in the centre, just thought but, I'd put on a wig and put some funny teeth in. Hope hope that works. It is a testament <laughs> to how good my material is yeah. that I can look the way I do and still achieve, uh, you know, uh, gross yeah. twenty five grand a year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's a tough business comedy. Yeah, it's odd. I met, uh, I met uh, Jimmy Tarbuck when I was about uh, 23. Did you see the picture of... Um, yeah, amazing, wasn't it? Jimmy Tarbuck, John Lennon... Peter Sissons. Uh, Peter Sissons. Yeah. In the sea. Yeah. They were six years old. Did you see that photo? All three of them together in the middle of a group of boys. That's mad. Yeah. Um, I said, learned so much about Peter Sissons yesterday. Yeah. Shot twice in the leg in Nigeria. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, hosted Question Time. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Got in trouble for wearing a, a purple tie when he said the Queen Mama died. Didn't know that. Is this all you've learned about him? Because this isn't so far that good. <laughs> and then there's a clip of him watching Anne Robinson. Have you seen that? No. And he's, just, he's, he's, on, the, he's on the news desk. And he doesn't know he's being filmed. Right. And he's waiting for, I think, uh, Weakest Link to finish. Right. And he's watching it and he's like, God, look at her. <laughs> Brand new tits as well. <laughs> I think he looked cool. I, I was watching all the pictures of him. He looked, he looked great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. Well, I've got. He looked trustworthy. <laughs> what? I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Robin Williams is like, you, you only had to do it for a day. I've been here five years. Imagine if we got them out now, and they said, well. That's the end of the story. <laughs> I reckon people be disappointed. No, everyone would be so happy. <laughs> They'd be confused. They'd be too confused well, well, to be that happy. Let's not forget, Robin Williams is sat there with the mic. <laughs> yeah. I'm like sat over here, just, you know, crying. Can't believe my luck. Yeah. I see something in the wings about 20 minutes ago. I'm like, nah, can't be, can't be. You've told him whichever way I'm facing, make sure you come out the back. <laughs> Taps me on the shoulder. I probably have a heart attack, collapse. I don't think many people will be like, yeah, yeah, fair enough, let's get out of here. Your watch starts kicking off again. Oh, man. I think we're going to have to uh, wrap it up. People have got homes to go to. <sighs> well, I mean, I live, I, live, I live two hours away. Yeah. <laughs> you want a lift? <laughs> We can record the podcast in your car. <laughs> and just play it over. Yeah. Play it over the images. Just dub it over the images. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks um, for having me, Rich. It's been my pleasure. What, you got your tour? Might be over by the time this no, goes no, out. No, I'm doing a bit of tour yeah. in spring when yeah, this comes cool. out. So, um, and yeah, the show's called uh, Double Take and Fade Away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going... through up and down the country throughout the spring when this goes out. Good. And are you going to go to the Edinburgh Fringe 2020? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll look out for you there. Um, and definitely no more top coppers, or is there any chance? <laughs> is there just a little chance, I think, still? <laughs> Could you get the guys back together again if, if there was a call? Well, no one's worked since, yeah. <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. John Ken! You have been listening to Rahalastafar with me, Rich Tang, and my guest, John Cairns. Thank you to Pest for playing this music. Thank you to everyone at the Winchester 
Theatre Royal is a beautiful venue. I may have said that before. Thank you to everyone at GoFastAndStripe.com, especially my fan friend, Chris Evans, not that one. My producer for this show was the wonderful Ed Morris. Uh, I had to give him a lift home, though. He's not that good a producer. Uh, thank you also to my series producer, I'm indebted to Ben Walker, and of course our executive producer, goes without saying, uh, is Jordan, Ashley, Logan, Slovene, Dennis Wells. Um, fantastic executive producer, perfect in every regard. Um, thank you, this is a FuzzGoFuzzAstripe.com and Sky Potato production. Head to GoFuzzAstripe.com, you can buy lots of downloads of my shows, DVDs of my shows. My books, you get all three emergency questions books for just £20 at the moment, that's insane. Uh, you can also become a monthly badger at gofasterstrike.com slash badgers and help us make even more podcasts. We'd love you to do that, my fan friends. Goodbye.